The Honor and Remember flag is a nationally recognized symbol that sends a message of appreciation for the sacrifice made by our fallen heroes and their families. The flag flies at many NASCAR races around the country, and you can help honor our nation's fallen military members and remember the eternal sacrifice of their service by flying the flag too. Text FLAG to 71777 or visit honorandremember.org to learn more. Together, we remember them all. There's been an odd shift in human behavior over the last 15 plus years. A sense of entitlement. A constant need for attention. Ironically coupled with the need to be left alone. A desire to be treated the same as everyone else. Stupidly combined with the mindset of, I'm special, so treat me accordingly. Introducing the book, Amateur Nation. The Decline of Common Sense, Manners, and Social Skills. The second edition. Inside, you'll read The Amateur Mission Statement. The 30 Truths About Amateurs. The Four Stages of Being an Amateur. Amateur habitats and history. Social media plus me, me, me equals amateur. Technology and amateur behavior. With dozens of real funny photos, weird signs, and laugh out loud real life accounts and actual conversations vividly showing how us pros are surrounded by amateur nation every day. Download the expanded second edition of the ebook Amateur Nation, The Decline of Common Sense, Manners, and Social Skills. The second expanded edition. Available now. Be a pro. Go to Amazon. Type Amateur Nation. Warning, the podcast you are about to hear is often based on true events and people. It chronicles the dialogue and actions of random, anonymous, obnoxious, self-entitled, unintelligent, self-centered idiots, attention whores, ignoramuses, dolts, clods, nimrods, douches, weirdos, drama queens, overly sensitive crybabies, and people who think they are better, more important, and special than the rest of us. In one word, amateurs. Amateur Nation with Lou Santini. We call attention to and call out the amateurs, the people who are doing life wrong, the speed bumps of life, the people that are in your way every day, the unintelligent, obnoxious, attention-whoring, self-entitled drama queen victim types who chip away at the moments of your life due to no self-awareness, common sense, manners or social skills, and are disturbing the flow of the pros. Hi, Mom. Oh, hey, Lou. Amateur Nation, it's not just a podcast. It's a movement. We got a thing called freedom of speech. And a man can say any dumb-ass thing he wants. Oh, that's this show, all right. All served up in a buffet of common sense, logic, funny, and sarcasm. This is episode 227. This episode will hurt amateurs' feelings. As always, fans first, shouts out to Rocco Cassiato, Ronnie Redmond, and Jim E. Thomas finding me on Instagram, and you can too, at lou.santini3. Here is your post of the week. It's actually a repost by Masculine Wisdom found on Instagram. Tolerance will reach such a level that intelligent people will be banned from thinking so as not to offend the imbeciles. That is a quote by Dostoevsky. Here's what's happening in Amateur Nation. Perhaps you had better start from the beginning. Step one. Topic number one. Topic number one. And now sports, kinda. This headline from the New York Post, but found everywhere, P.K. Subban ignites controversy over Lizzo-sized lunch comment during NHL playoffs. 
Let's talk about singer slash rapper Lizzo. Was she a great big fat person? Yes, in fact. Reports say she weighs over 308 pounds. Does that make her a bad person? Am I really answering that question? You see, if you call out the obvious to amateur nation, like their racism, sexism, pedophilia, stupidity, self-centeredness, obesity, criminal past, botched plastic surgery, victim mentality, or any other obvious traits common to the amateur population, then they get to add the suffixes phobic or is to whatever they're accusing you of in pronation. Case in point. Here's the article. P.K. Subban appears to be in hot water after including Lizzo in his commentary during the NHL playoffs, with some accusing the former defenseman of taking a shot at the singer's weight. When discussing Game 1 of the Toronto Maple Leafs and Florida Panthers second-round series, Subban, who retired from professional hockey last year, spoke about what Toronto can do to bounce back following their 4-2 loss to Florida. Subban said during the ESPN broadcast, maybe they need to pack a Lizzo-sized lunch. They weren't prepared, in my opinion. Fat-shaming, fat-phobic, fattest, hate! Oh, I hate hate. Here's the thing. As someone who has done his share of broadcasting and a fair amount of sports announcing for college soccer and pro indoor soccer, when you're reporting, rather commenting and commentating on a past game, Hyperbole, flowery speech, exaggeration, catchphrases, similes, and metaphors fly. It's what makes listening to sports commentators interesting and memorable. Rather than have a knee-jerk reaction to P.K. Subban's metaphorical joke, and that's exactly what it is, Amateur Nation calls it a mean comment about Lizzo. Also, when you're famous, especially uber-famous, like Lizzo, you're what's known as a public figure, and with the fame, fortune, life of ease, privilege, and ability to get away with rape, murder, shooting people on set, and pedophilia, and not to mention communism, comes the occasional jokey ribbing at your expense. Small price to pay, no? Fact. Lizzo is fat. Fact. Her weight has been reported at 308 pounds. Fact. She's bigger than 308 pounds. Fact. She knows she's fat. Now, these are facts. You can't refute facts. I guess if P.K. Subban would have said, maybe they need to pack a John Candy-sized lunch, that would be okay because John Candy was a white male and he's dead. Or what about Kirstie Alley? No, you can't because she's a woman, I think. I mean, who really knows in this day and age? And she's also dead. Can't do Aretha Franklin, fat, black woman, and dead. Queen Latifah? Eh, she's thinner now, so it doesn't work. Jonah Hill? Well, it depends which day of the week you're talking about. Rosie O'Donnell? Oh, hell no. She's a spokesperson for Amateur Nation and a poor defenseless woman. How about rapper Fat Joe? I mean, hell, he has the word fat right in his name. But he lost 88 pounds, so now he's just Joe, I guess. How about Marlon Brando? Nah, that's not timely and relevant enough. Kevin from The Office? Eh, he's the right size, but many don't know his real name, Brian Baumgartner, and thus the sentence, maybe they need to pack a Kevin from The Office size lunch is too wordy. See how comedy works, Amateur Nation? Comedy is timing, phrasing, rhythm. What about Roseanne? Kind of chubby, but she's older and frankly looks better than Madonna now. 
Plus, she has a great sense of humor about herself, so it only works if the subject acts like a victim. Ungrateful little bitches, aren't they? In other news, Lizzo didn't die when she heard that joke on ESPN. Her income wasn't affected, nor her fame. Okay, maybe she got her feelings hurt. Then she ate her assistant and moved on. Even I think that's kind of cruel. And now this. And now for step two. Topic number two. Again, for the New York Post, Stephen Deckoff buys Jeffrey Epstein's islands for $60 million to build luxury resort. Wrong! That's wrong! Here's the article. Billionaire Stephen Deckoff spent $60 million to buy Jeffrey Epstein's two Caribbean islands, which were the so-called headquarters of the convicted pedophile's international sex trafficking ring. The 57-year-old co-founder of private equity firm Black Diamond Capital Management has plans to turn the infamous islets with the smaller of the two dubbed Pedophile Island or Epstein Island into a 25-room luxury resort that's slated for a 2025 opening. The Associated Press reported a significant portion of the sale proceeds will go towards the 105 million sex trafficking case against Epstein's estate settled by the U.S. Virgin Islands government. Nevertheless, it appears that Dekoff does not plan to demolish the creepy compound where Epstein sexually abused girls and young women. The Financial Times reported that his development includes plans to convert Epstein's estate into a hotel. That should help open up the case against all on the Epstein client list and those involved in the Epstein Island cover-up. That was obviously sarcasm. Okay, look, yes, horrible things happened there. And in my opinion, this island should not change hands until a thorough investigation and analysis and search of every square inch of this island and the surrounding waters is completed. It's a crime scene, no? And I'm also not so naive to think that after the island is or was done being searched and analyzed, that this beautiful piece of land and real estate should just rot, there is a way to turn a negative into a positive. That being said, here are some possible new and improved Jeffrey Epstein Island Resort slogans. Deckoff's Island Resort. Come for the view. Stay for the shame. Deckoff's Island Resort. It's the rapiest place on earth. Deckoff's Island Resort. All Clintons get in free. Deckoff's Island Resort. What happens at Deckoff's Island Resort gets you suicided. Deckoff's Island Resort. When you're here, you're suspect. Deckoff's Island Resort. Suck it, hedonism. Deckoff's Island Resort. Got guilt. Deckoff's Island Resort. What's in your conscience? Deckoff's Island Resort. Think outside the law. Deckoff's Island Resort. If it's good enough for Akon, Alec Baldwin, Anderson Cooper, Anthony Kiedis, Barack Obama, Ben Affleck, Beyonce, Bill Clinton, Bill Murray, Charlie Sheen, Chelsea Handler, Chris Tucker, Chrissy Teigen, Courtney Love, Demi Moore, Gwen Stefani, James Franco, James Gunn, Jim Carrey, Jimmy Kimmel, John Cusack, John Legend, Kathy Griffin, Katy Perry, Kevin Spacey, Madonna, Eminem, Meryl Streep, Michelle Wolf, Oliver Sacks, Oprah, Pharrell, Quentin Tarantino, Robert Downey Jr., Seth Green, Stephen Colbert, Steven Spielberg, Stephen Tyler, Tom Hanks, Wanda Sykes, Will Ferrell, Will Smith, Woody Allen, and dozens more. In politics, heads of state, religion, and titans of industry, it's good enough for you. Every Thursday is Sneak Peek Thursday on my YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram pages where you can get a 60-second preview of what's coming up next in the week ahead. 
YouTube at Lou Santini, Facebook at Lou Santini Entertainment, Instagram at Lou.Santini3. You can follow me on True Social at Lou Santini3. When we come back, the latest racist thing that you can't do anything about on topic number three next. Lou Santini here, host of Amateur Nation. My dry bar comedy special, Amateur Nation, is now available. And just like this show, if you're allergic to a lack of common sense in today's world, and you like your comedy delivered with uncompromising tell-it-like-it-is bite, then check out my half-hour comedy special, Amateur Nation. Go to drybarcomedy.com slash S. This is my way of saying thank you to the pros who listen to this show every week. Drybarcomedy.com slash S. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast, it's a movement. The honor and remember flag is a nationally recognized symbol that sends a message of appreciation for the sacrifice made by our fallen heroes and their families. The flag flies at many NASCAR races around the country, and you can help honor our nation's fallen military members and remember the eternal sacrifice of their service by flying the flag too. Text FLAG to 71777 or visit honorandremember.org to learn more. Together, we remember them all. All right, now step three. Topic number three. Hit me! Coffee is racist, unless you order it black. Sorry, African-American. If you add cream, is that gentrification? From 2020, coming from heifer.org. Rooted in racism, coffee's bitter origins. Now, I should warn you, it is a stupidly long article, and I am sparing you the fluff. But you can look it up, heifer, H-E-I-F-E-R.org. Rooted in racism, coffee's bitter origins. The article says today, 64% of Americans drink coffee daily, tallying around 400 billion cups a year. Despite the bright spot coffee can be in our lives, it has a dark side, a sinister past that has spurred a troubling present. During centuries of global coffee production, a common theme has emerged, the oppression of people of color for profit. As Christine A. Jones, a professor of world languages and cultures at the University of Utah, put it, I think of coffee as one of those luxury commodities that illustrates the deep, profound juxtapositions of slave trade, human labor to exploit the possibility of human luxury. Oh, you mean like the current child slavery in China, the Congo, and the Middle East so you can drive a Prius? No shit. In other news, American slaves also picked cotton. Should I burn my shirt? China currently employs children to make Nikes. Apple's record of employee treatment in China is on record as being deplorable in cases. This article is so incredibly long with what I'm sure are indeed facts about poor pay, long hours, and exploitation. I'm not excusing it. But why is it always Americans that are under attack? Because it talks about Americans drinking 400 billion cups of coffee a year. What about the rest of the world drinking coffee? Why are the consumers always the ones who are the assholes? We keep being fed the line, well, if they didn't use slave labor, do you really want to pay more for your phone? Yes, absolutely. If it keeps jobs in America and children from being exploited, yes, I do. Without reservation. More expensive goods means more money in America's pockets, which means we can afford it. 
We've been outsourcing for so long, we can't remember what it's like to be the main exporter of products and services instead of the other way around. I'm playing the long game here. Is it so wrong that consumers assume that the companies they buy from are operating ethically? Why aren't the companies that exploit these workers the ones being picketed, protested against, bitched at, boycotted, and simply shut down until they get their human rights in check? Do I really have to answer that? I boycott a lot of products and services based on poor quality, poor service, not being made in America whenever and wherever I can. I admit I'm not perfect about it. It's difficult to eliminate necessities. Is coffee a necessity? Uh, Technically, no. Is beer, you know, Bud Light? That's a little easier. There are always ways to do better in cutting out the oppressive companies and doing some homework to give your business to the good companies. Sometimes that comes with a higher price tag. Things like EVs are a no-brainer for me because the facts are so in your face. But as a consumer, I'm trying to live my life. Companies need to do better. And that's where our government is supposed to do its job. Regulation, laws, anti-monopoly policies, inspections. But instead, our government and other foreign governments are in bed with major companies and corporations because they're being bribed, blackmailed, and paid off to look the other way, take the kickbacks, and sell out Americans and America and the human race. Make no mistake, governments do not run this earth. Banks and corporations do. When that changes, then you'd see real change. A step in the right direction is naming, investigating, and arresting all those involved with Epstein's Island. All right, let's eat off the a la carte menu, shall we? Sling sucks. (laughs) Amen to that, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, your vice president. So what's it going to be? Paper airplanes? How a rock works? Everything is in context. My mother used to, she would give us a hard time sometimes and she would say to us, I don't know what's wrong with you young people. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? (laughs) You exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. I wouldn't enter her in any way that's unnatural. There's no such thing as gun violence. It's called criminal violence. Oh, this just in. Man armed with baseball bat attacked two workers at Virginia District Office. So when will they end bat violence? I'm sensing a little sarcasm. Did you know June 2nd is National Sex Workers Day? Show your appreciation and get the whore in your life some flowers. You fucking whore. How many years have microwaves been around yet when I reheat cold pizza for 20 seconds, it's back to room temperature. Add five more seconds, skin graft. Oh, this just in. Concern grows for Britney Spears' mental and physical health. No, it doesn't. Oh, and I thought it was called Who Cares-ness. Hey, remember when Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman, got busted for masturbating in a movie theater and his career got sacked for years? If he did that today, he'd be applauded for his bravery. Instead of asking someone what their pronouns are, ask them, and what are you pretending to be? Be yourself. Be yourself. 
Headline, Netflix's Black Cleopatra has lowest audience score in Rotten Tomatoes history. Haven't black people been through enough? Here's a your attorney has good news and bad news headline. Trans woman cleared of flashing her penis at Ohio YMCA after judge ruled she's too fat for her genitals to be visible. Don't worry. I got enough. It's big. I have an easy solution to the border crisis. We go to Florida. Grab a semi-load of alligators. Bring them to the Rio Grande and dispense them into the river. Roll the dice, drug cartel and sex traffickers. USA! 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 Time now for three pro things, three things in this world that are done right. Number one. You know, every day I become more and more of a fan of Senator Josh Hawley. Here he is once again in a hearing regarding the electric vehicle hoax and the mining of rare earth minerals in the Congo. Let's let's talk about where much of the world's critical mineral supply comes from if it's outside of the United States, and that's Chinese mines in the Democratic Republic of Congo. And I bet you're aware of, of the labor conditions there in the Democratic Republic of Congo. For instance, it's been recently reported that about 40,000 children are working in the mines in the Southern Democratic Republic of uh, Congo. A recent NPR article called those labor conditions modern-day slavery. Would you agree with me that our labor protections in this country are a heck of a lot better? They may not be perfect, but they're a heck of a lot better than labor protections in the Democratic Republic of Congo, if they exist at all. Yes, and that's why we need a more robust domestic supply chain. You have you have made my point for me. Uh, that is, ex- ex- I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, this is why I have to say I, I don't understand this administration's decision uh, to sign an agreement just last month to fund critical mining projects in the Congo, while at the same time they are denying permits for domestic mining here in this country. 40,000 child slaves. That's 40 times the average attendance of a WNBA game. Remember mining for coal? Bad. Mining for lithium, cobalt, manganese, nickel, and graphite? Good. Mining in America? Bad. Mining everywhere else with child slaves? Good. Number two. Hollywood, it used to be so good, but now it sucks. Here's Oscar-winning actor Richard Dreyfuss in a clip found on Town Hall Media on Instagram commenting on Hollywood's obsession with diversity. Diversity is good, right? Uh, go ahead, play the clip. Starting in 2024, films will be required to meet new inclusion standards to be eligible for the Academy Awards for Best Picture. They'll have to have a certain percentage of actors or crew from underrepresented racial and ethnic groups. What do you think of these new inclusion standards? They make me vomit. This is an art form. No one should be telling me that I have to give in to the latest, most current idea of what morality is. Are we really risking hurting people's feelings? And I'm sorry, I don't think that there's a minority or a majority in the country that has to be catered to like that. Are we crazy? Do we not know that art is art? Hey, if you thought Hollywood cranked out crap before... Ah, I fucking hate movies. How long before Hollywood renames and redesigns the Oscar trophy with a sleek, androgynous look and unisex name? And the pat goes to... 
Number three. This common sense parallel from at C-O-L-M-B-C-K found on Instagram. It says this. If 20 people work in a bank and all are stealing money from the bank and they all know each other are stealing and yet do not say anything. When a new bank president comes in to fix things, the 20 people in the bank will do anything they can to stop the new president from ending their racket. I give you Washington, D.C. As always, no amateurs tea. If you contribute to the show, email me something good, lou at lusantini.com. Subscribe to at Lou Santini on YouTube or follow me on Facebook at Lou Santini Entertainment. Decompress with some belly laughs and catch my Dry Bar Comedy special. It's called Amateur Nation and you can find it at drybarcomedy.com slash L-O-U-S. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast, it's a movement. Remember, amateurs, we see you. You're not at home. Don't do life wrong. Go pro. Don't be an amateur. We're Amateur Nation. I'm Lou Santini. And this has been a big, major production. Whoever wrote this episode should die!